Christians. In Galatians, chapter 3, and in verse 28, the great Paul the Apostle, he tells us that in Christ, that those who are in Christ, the collective of those who are in Christ, he says that there is neither male or female. He says there is neither bond nor free. And most importantly, for those of you today, you need to understand that in Christ, there is neither Jew nor Gentile. And he sums up his statement by saying that all who are in Christ are one in Christ. There is not bond or free. There's not rich or poor. There is not Jew or Gentile. Everyone who is in Christ belongs to an indistinguishable collective, a society where no one is elevated above another, particularly because of social status, wealth, or any other standard, race, or religion, or creed, or whatever it is. Now, he says there is neither bond nor free, meaning no one who is a slave or servant versus someone who is free. God does not distinguish between those who are in Christ. Those of you who are outside of Christ can distinguish all you want. You can exercise all of the prejudices that you desire. However, in Christ, there is, there are no prejudicial treatment. There is no presidential prejudicial treatment by God to those who are in Christ. This seems like it would be a simple concept to be able to lay hold of, but we have found that it is not so easy for people. People like to maintain, for whatever reason, that somehow they or their people are more elevated or more special in some degree or in some capacity above those who are in Christ. Now, let me put it to you, and let me, uh, this is one reason why this is so important to me. We live in a society today. We live in a society today where the generality of those who profess to be Christian somehow have concluded that Jewish people or the Jews or Israel, that they are, that they are greater than the rest of us. They are not. 
No one is elevated in the body of Christ because they are of supposed Jewish ancestry. No more than those who have African ancestry or Chinese ancestry or Japanese ancestry. Today, as a result of what Christ has done for us at Calvary, today, the word of God makes it clear that neither bond nor free, neither Jew nor Gentile, neither male nor female, none of them provides you an advantage in Christ. So for those of you who believe you are special because of your race, your nationality, your cultural background, your ethnicity, you are not special for either one of those. None of you are special because of it. Jews aren't special. Blacks and Africans aren't special. Japanese and Chinese are not special. The only thing, the only individuals who are special to God are those who have faith in their hearts in the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation. No one is made better because they are Jewish. No one is made better because they are African or of African descent. No one is made better because they are European or of European descent. This goes on across every culture, race, ethnicity in the world. Christ has developed and is building a race of people whose race is distinguished by and because of their faith. And that is it. Faith and faith alone. People who are saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, these are the only individuals, these are the only individuals that God cares for. No one outside of Christ belongs to God Almighty. I don't care if you are a Muslim. I don't care if you are Jewish. I don't care if you are Zoroastrianist. No religion, no people of any religion who do not observe God through the only means that he has provided to save souls, which is through and by his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, will be saved and can be redeemed from the sins that men have committed against the thrice holy God. Now, that being said, I know that there are a lot of people who have an eschatological bent, which involves a dispensational perspective on how the world ends up. And the things that precede the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there are many of you, there are many of you who will fall on the sword of believing that God has something left that is special. That is special for Jewish people. I submit to you, there is not. Jewish people are sinners, 
just like Chinese people. Jewish people are sinners, just like African-American people and European people and Japanese people and Czech people, on and on and on. God says, Galatians 3, verse 28, there is no distinction for salvation when it comes to Jew or Gentile, male or female, bond or free, rich or poor, no matter what distinctions there are amongst men, there is nothing special about any man or group of men that warrants a favorable position in Christ that warrants salvation. If you believe that there is something special about you, about you or any other group of people because of their ethnicity, culture, race, whatever, you are going to be sadly Sadly, mistaken and disappointed. God cares about the color of your soul. That is all that he cares about. The purity of your soul. The fact that you believe in him through his only son. That he sent to die on the behalf of sinners. The gospel is is one message. Christ came to save sinners. He came to save sinners. And if you don't see yourself as such, there is no salvation for you. Zero. You will die and perish in your sins. Period. And there is no remedy for you outside of Christ. If he is rejected by you, you will be rejected by him. He came to save sinners. Paul himself taught that he was the chief of sinners. I do not believe that he was being hyperbolic. I believe that he was being actual and factual. I believe that Paul not only believed that he was the chief of sinners, but because he could say that, it is because he was the chief of sinners. And yet, when it came to the flesh, as he stated, there was nobody who had a greater pedigree than him. No one on earth had a better pedigree as a man to warrant salvation based on the standards of man than Paul. And yet, Paul recognizes that in spite of all the advantages that he had of being a citizen of Rome, of being a Jew, of being a Pharisee, of being of the stock of Benjamin, all the advantages that Paul had, he was the chief of sinners. And I can assure you that no one listening to the sound of my voice right now has the pedigree of Paul. And he says, I counted all loss in order that I might have and gain Christ, that I might know the power of his resurrection. Paul says that him being Jewish, he counted it all a loss. The fact that he was of the tribe of Benjamin, he counted it as loss, as a loss. Considering the fact that he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, educated amongst the most elite, he counted it all loss. He treated it all as dung in order that he might have the glory and might understand 
the glory of Christ, that he may know the power of his resurrection. And so, so many of you run around thinking and talking and teaching people that that somehow the Jews are elevated above everyone else. I have nothing against Jewish people. I have Jewish people who or, or people who were Jews who had who were raised under the Jewish faith. But have come to faith in Christ. And they recognize that they are no different than me or you if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us, none of us have the ability, the warrant, or the background to be justified before God as righteous in his sight. None of us. And so this may be a bitter pill for many to swallow, but it is the truth. Go and read Galatians 3, verse 28. Let me repeat it again. The Apostle Paul says that there is neither Jew nor Gentile. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. But all who are in Christ are one in Christ, and there is no distinction between us. We are his family, those of us who believe in God through faith in his one and only son who shed his blood to wash away our sin. Christ came to save sinners, and that is the gospel in a nutshell. And if you are a sinner, salvation is ready and waiting for you. And the Lord God is prepared to shower you with his grace and his compassionate mercies and his propitiation and his expiation and his redemption and his justification. If you will lay down the weapons of your warfare that you have leveled against him with your obstinate and stiff necked rebellion against him. This is not for everyone. This is not for everyone. Salvation is not for everyone. Everyone will not be saved. And the fact that everyone is not saved is by God's sovereign design. He knows those who are his. How does he know? Because he is the one who chose them to be redeemed by faith in his one and only son. That is a fact. Whether you like it or not, those of us who are saved were chosen to be in him. By grace, through faith in his son. And there is no other way around that. Those who reject Christ, those who refrain from coming to Christ for salvation is also by God's design. And I'm going to tell I'm telling you something that most Christians fear to tell you about God. But I'm going to tell you, he is sovereign over everything. There is nothing that catches him by surprise, not even someone's rejection of him, not even someone who accepts Christ as their Lord and Savior. All of this is known by God because God has determined it before the world was fashioned by him. He has given permission for those who enter into his throne room. He gave them permission without which there was no way to enter in. 
There is no one who comes to Christ by faith whom God has not chosen to come to Christ in faith. There is no one. He must give you the ears to hear. He must give you the eyes to see, as Feisty Mama says. He must give it to you. And until he gives that to you, you will never believe. And that's why I do not sit back and try to wonder why the rebellious rebelled. Because at one point in my life, like many of you, I was one who lived in rebellion. So I understand what salvation by grace really means. But those of you who don't know Christ, you will perish in your sins if you don't repent. You will die in your sins. You will wake up one day from death in the flaming torments, torments of hell. And there will be no remedy. Don't play with God. Do not play with God. And I hope that you, if you've been hearing from somebody who loves you, who has told you to repent from your sins, and you reject it, I counsel you to take a second look. Because you will die in your sins if you don't listen to what they're saying. Don't look at what you think their life was before they came to Christ. Don't look at what you think their life may be now. Separate the message from the messenger. And know that when you're hearing from God, that you need to respond regardless of who the messenger is. Don't shoot the postman. God is speaking to all of you. If you are an unrepentant unbeliever, you need to return. You need to turn to faith in Christ now, not tomorrow. There's nothing for you to contemplate. You know you are a sinner. Repent now, today. What withholds you? What restrains you? What is going so great in your life that you don't need Christ, that you don't need the sovereign one, the creator of the universe to Save you from yourself. Don't give me these tired excuses about, well, somebody over there treated me bad. Or I went to this church and that church molested somebody else's daughter or, or whatever. That has nothing to do with what Christ has offered you. It has nothing to do with it. People are always making excuses as to why they don't come to Christ. When you blame your un, your unwillingness to bow in submission to him, when you re, when you refuse to bow in submission to him and you blame it on somebody else, let me ask you the question. What did Christ do to you? What did he do to you? How long have his arms been opened unto you? How long has his blood been been conveyed to you? That it's able to redeem. That is able to save. Somebody says to me, wow, indoctrination runs deep. You're doggone right it does. It does. And one thing that Christians have forsaken is doctrine. But for the person who says, wow, indoctrination runs deep. Let me explain something to you, young man or young woman. 
You are a sinner and depraved and lost in your sin and trespasses. You and, and the fact of the matter is, you know it. You know it. So tell me what remedy you have to escape. When you have laying sitting before you so great a salvation. My dear sister. Says every knee will bow. And let me assure you, believer and non-believer alike. Every knee will bow to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Every knee will bow. Why not be on the right side of God's divine justice? And when I say on the right side of God's justice, I mean that you are either going to deal with his justice without Christ and apart from Christ, or you're going to deal with his justice having been laid upon Christ. Which one will you have? The fact of the matter is the wrath of God is coming for you. People say, are you using fear tactics? Yes, I am. You should fear God. And yes, Christ is coming. And when Christ comes, he is coming to destroy his enemies. Destroy, kill his enemies. To slay his enemies. That's what he's going to do. He says it. You may not want to hear it. Somebody needs to tell you so that you're, you could go into this situation with your eyes wide open. But the Lord is coming and there's no reason, no reason why any of you should be cast out when the opportunity for salvation presents itself to you at this very moment. You don't have tomorrow. You don't have five minutes from now. What you have is this moment right now to turn from your sins and turn to Christ or you will die in your sins. You may live another day. You may live another month. You may live another year. But every moment that you live where you are not submit in submission to Christ is more coals being heaped on you. For the impending doom that comes upon all those who reject Christ. Do not reject my Lord. Be provoked and be persuaded. And may God bless you all. Good night.